Kelsey Watego, Professor of Indigenous Health and Executive Director of Queensland University's Karumba Institute. He's joining us on NITV Radio in the sidelines of the Welcoming Australia Symposium. Professor Watego, thanks for joining us. Now, the symposium... Welcoming Australia aims to cultivate a culture of welcome and create a future where people of all backgrounds have equal opportunity in a thriving and culturally diverse community. Yet, Australia's relationship with First Nations people is still lacking, I'd say. Can we deduct that um, this is the message you wanted to carry in uh, another day in uh, the colony, your keynote speech at uh, the symposium? Well, I guess I wanted to call into question the very premise of a symposium that's called Welcoming Australia. I mean, I'm not sure how welcoming this place has really been, but also who are they to welcome, who are they welcoming to where? Um, and uh, so, you know, it was just sort of a bit, bit of a provocation and I drew on um, Chapter 1 of Another Day in the Colony to speak about the power of place and the power of Blackfellas' relationship to place. And it was interesting, we had... Um, uh, the immigration minister via video speak about Australia as being the most um, generous humanitarian refugee programs, which, to be frank, is is not true and is a lie. Really, I don't think it's been welcoming for Indigenous peoples in this place, but also for um, those who are seeking to call this place home. Either I guess calling Australia the most welcoming country for refugees can be <laughs> debated. Considering Australia has also ushered in some of the harshest conditions like Manus Island, uh, Nauru, and uh, yeah, and more, which I believe that Australia is the only country in the world with uh, an offshore migrant processing system uh, like Nauru and uh, Manus. Uh, that alone challenges the idea that um, yeah, we are the most welcoming. In some aspects, yes; in others, maybe not. But the relationship with First Nations people is, I guess, much more problematic, going all the way back to the beginning of colonisation. Yeah, well, exactly. And I guess what I try to do today is to show um, the everydayness of um, and the ongoing nature of colonialism, that it's not just a past event, but an ongoing process in which there is still this desire to erase um, Indigenous peoples uh, um, and undermine our uh, relationship to country and our rights as First Nations peoples. And so, um, yeah, I guess today try to illuminate the different ways in which that that happens um, uh, because typically people think of colonisation as a past event, not as an ongoing structure of oppression that um, continues to dispossess Indigenous peoples. In the Q&A session uh, that followed, were the participants very engaged with um, poignant questions as uh, the message itself? Um, I wasn't there, so uh, I missed out on the debate and uh, I didn't have a chance to be there. Yeah, well, what was surprising was there was really, really great engagement. And I think because there were a number of uh, people of colour in the room, what we end up having a conversation is is really thinking about instead of a welcoming Australia, how might we think about solidarity and sovereignty? And if we operated from that basis, how the practice might look very different um, and require us to be in proper relationship um, with each other, understanding our shared struggles, but also the unique struggles and rights of First Nations peoples here as, as the foundation from which to operate. Yeah. 
and it was received really well. I think it was it was actually I was really pleasantly surprised at the engagement and the um, energy in the room to rethink this kind of multiculturalism, diversity, equity, inclusion agenda, and, and call it out for what it is, which is really a white supremacist agenda that often brutalizes Indigenous peoples and and people of colour. Um, so it was really great to see that there was a preparedness to think critically about this space. Looking at the website of uh, the Welcoming Australia Symposium, uh, it really seeks to paint a picture of a country of successful migration, integration, diversity, offering equal opportunities uh, where everything goes well. Land of a fair go, all that kind of, you know, it's the, the, the lies it tells about itself as a nation and um, you know, I think it's important to disrupt those lies, but also then in doing so, think about, well, how do we be in proper relationship with each other and what might that look like? So there's possibilities in the critique of it all to, to rethink, well, how do we behave with each other? Um, and what, you know, I was asked about multiculturalism um, and what I thought about it, and I had to remind the audience that this continent has always been multicultural. It's made up of hundreds of nations, of unique uh, uh, cultural difference and we have a multiculturalism of coexistence where one doesn't have to dominate the other and we've we've achieved that over 60,000 years um, so perhaps thinking rethinking multiculturalism is something that has arrived here um, as something that was always here and if we look to um, First Nations peoples we might actually reconfigure the paradigm of multiculturalism as and and often multiculturalism is cast as a, uh, as a gift, an uh, act of benevolence that white people afford people of colour if they meet the right requirements, if they're the model migrant. And I guess it's about contesting that. I guess a paternalistic uh, top-down approach. Also, another powerful moment of the symposium was your participation in a panel discussion together with um, Uncle Andrew Gardner and Wintan Kidane panel discussion called What's the Story and uh, Who is Telling It? Can you tell us about this other panel discussion? Yeah, look, we had a bit of a yarn about the politics of changing place names, um, but also the possibilities of like black, black podcasting and like uh, reclaiming a space to like just to exist on our own terms. And so it was a really broad discussion and um, yeah, it was really good to come together and yeah, think about the different ways in which we're reconfiguring um, uh, the power of place here in the various um, uh, pieces of work that we do. Very, very interesting conversation. Now to our listeners on NITV Radio, I'd refer you to our website, sbs.com.au slash NITV Radio, to look up another powerful conversation with Professor Chelsea Watego about two years ago. Exploring race relations together with Dr. Michaela Couch. Professor Oteko, this is a conversation where you also speak about the book that carries the same name as your keynote speech, Another Day in the Colony as well. Now, where else can one go to find uh, more of your works? Yeah, I mean, um, you can check out the archives of the Wild Black Woman podcast on AAA's website. Um, I do a lot of writing for Indigenous X, The Conversation, The Guardian, um, uh, just things that make me wild and want to have something to say about. Um, and there's some, I guess, public talks on YouTube. Um, one of the, I guess, uh, might be worth looking at is the Latrobe uh, racism debate. Um, that's entertaining. 
Um, and yeah, a number of public lectures I've given um, are worth might be worth checking out. Professor Tego, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. Thank you so much.